Well, Billy, Billy, I haven't been on the show in a couple of weeks. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we've got Rob waiting in the wings, but it's been an interesting, uh, interesting first 16 races of the season. As we sit here, we're 10 races away from the cutoff. We've got the all-star race this weekend in Texas. But before we do that, I'm going to need you. And uh, I was on vacation last week. I watched exactly zero laps of the Sonoma race. It's usually one of my one of my favorite races because there's usually a lot of action and stuff going on. You get to really, really see some skill with the drivers that you don't get to see on a week-to-week basis. But I, I need um, you and Rob to tell me, you know, what you guys thought of it from just listening to it on the radio for for a few laps and and catching it on on some text messages. It sure sounded like like Carl, Kyle Larson um, did a heck of a job on the race course there. But, Billy, what would what, – uh, let's, Rob, let's bring you in. What, what do you guys think about the race? Billy, go ahead and start. I thought ahead, it was a, an awesome race, man. You know, you, you look at it, Kyle Larson led all these laps. You're like, oh, it's a snooze fest. But it really was. Kyle Larson no. went to the back. Had cars went to the back again, came back through, and – I was like, oh, how's he going to screw this up? Because I had money on him again. And, <laughs> but he's just freaking on fire right now. It's the best time to get hot. Uh, but the race itself, I thought it was an amazing race. Uh, Rob, you guys had some uh, some difficulties, from what I understand. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe it wasn't such a... A great uh, race from where you were in 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 in, in that perspective, but the temperature—I I, I didn't even catch the temperature. What were the conditions out there like this year? It was warm, um, and typically when we're out in Sonoma, it's usually uh, you know it's we don't. To be honest, you, like the rain tires are there because it's a road course. This is just a little aside for you as far as weather conditions go. Um, the rain tires are there, but nobody touched them because uh, I've been going out there, well, we missed last year. I've been going out there for 26 races, and it's never rained for the race. Now, I have been out there testing, like, in the spring, like, uh, back, you know, back when you used to test all the time and all that. You'd be out in Fontana, and you'd send another truck to Sonoma, and you would fly up from Fontana and test Sonoma while you're already out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I've gotten rained on doing that. Yeah. But that's in the spring. Well, normally um, when you see it on TV, everything is brown around the yeah. track. Yeah, it, it was it was warm. I mean, not humid warm, but it was warm, warm and windy, um, kind of like a convection oven. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't super hot. Like like I would imagine if uh, if the temperatures because the track temps were in the like 110, 115, um, if it was super hot out there and the track temperature was were way up, like way over 120, I think you would have seen – I'm not saying that would have had any effect on Kyle Larson because, as Billy talked about, Kyle Larson, I mean, manhandled that field, manhandled that race car, drove a very smart race, very good race. He had good strategy. He had a good race car, yeah. and he did what he needed to do. Because there was a lot of strategies going on pit stop-wise, when people were pitting, how you were going to break these stages up. And it's funny, uh, and I'm just going to go off on a kind of like this road course tangent real quick. And there's a lot of talk about, oh, there shouldn't be stages at the road courses because it messes up the strategy and all this other stuff. Actually, I think it contributes to the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Because ideally, you don't want to pit under caution. Yeah. 
on a road course. You want to pit under green because it puts you – you can pit, you pit when you want, and it puts you – it gets you out of the group. Yeah. And you, you can make time on a road course. Yeah. And it and you and you're just racing the racetrack. You're in your rhythm. You don't have to worry about traffic. Blah 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 blah. And and you don't have to worry about going a lap down. So now you see what you see happening is, and we did it. We pitted before the comp yellow. Couldn't take fuel, mm-hmm. but we took tires. Yeah. And then we stayed out and pitted right before they closed pit road for the end of the stage. Took fuel then, took tires then, and you know gained some track position that way. Yeah. Uh, and and did it, you know, and we and there was other teams that were breaking it up different ways too to avoid pitting under caution. Yeah. Um, and and that's a big deal because track position is huge. Yeah. And 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 if you can if you can stay away from traffic, you'll make better time. There's less of a chance of getting turned or something happening or getting caught in somebody's mess. Yep. And now that they've added that carousel uh, a few years back, you know, it went back to using the carousel, that adds a whole other level to the way than, you know, the way it was for however many years when we didn't run it. Um, because now you've got more turns, you've got more elevation change. Uh, it takes some of that high-speed corner out at the top. Um, it's 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 pretty wild, and, and it it made a difference. But getting back to like Kyle Larson, you put him back in the field, you put him back in traffic, he drove to the front. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. Uh, it's impressive. Before the before the year, Billy, didn't you say he might win five races or something like that? I did. I, I think he might have. Yeah, I was full of shit, but in all reality, he should already had five wins right now. Yeah, he yeah. should have. He he's definitely. Um, he, he's definitely, listen, for, for a couple years, this was two or three years ago, all I heard was Kyle Larson this, Kyle Larson that. I look over there, he had two measly wins. I was like, yeah. well, shit. Let, let, let's, listen, he's got all the talent in the world. He's got two victories. Uh, he and Austin Dillon are tied with Cup yeah. victory. Well, now all of a sudden we're seeing, we're seeing that, that talent um get up on the wheel and it's it's an amazing thing to see this whole story here of of Kyle Larson and what happened to him last year and then coming back this year this is something so far that's shaping up to be a pretty damn good movie at some point um i'm not saying it's going to be the a feel good movie necessarily but it's definitely going to be a good movie uh let's talk about uh, yeah there's a good uh, story there for sure yeah, it's definitely a good story. Uh, let's talk about the first uh, 16 races here, Billy. You and I were um, uh, a little concerned that the Toyotas might take off this year and um, kind of continue. Denny Hamlin won so many damn races last year. Um, uh, Kevin Harvick won so many races last year. Chevy was kind of kind of back there a little bit, even though Chase Elliott won uh, the championship. We were we were kind of wondering, you know, what Chevy was going to show up. And I think Billy Bradley, for the first 16 races of the year, uh, especially the last seven or eight races, uh, Chevy has proven right now to be the top dog. And I'm not sure that I necessarily saw that coming. What about you, Billy? No, not like you said. Chase Elliott won the championship last year, but I didn't see the domination that we we saw out of Chevrolet this year. With, I mean, you know, you've got Phil Harvick and Denny Hamlin that's run consistent all year long and are still up there. But Chevrolet, man, has 
really outdone itself in my eyes. I think they have. Rob, you've said many times racing is cyclical. It just just yeah. hang tight because it, each manufacturer of these teams, they may get in a little funk, you know, here and there, but you're not going to keep any team, any manufacturer down for a long time. And I, and I think the fact that I think we're all shocked that Kevin Harvick is still running, you know, as good as he is, but hasn't had a victory here. But this just kind of proves your point as as a long time NASCAR guy that just just. Don't get too crazy here. It's going to come back full circle. Is that what we're seeing here? This is the last year of this car. I know there's some, some goofy things going on, but do you think this is a cyclical nature that's just kind of in its natural course here? or What do you think yes. about it, Rob? Yes. Uh, well, and, and, you know, it's funny you bring this up, Dan. I was thinking about stuff we talked about in previous weeks about uh, Stuart Haas with their with their underbody stuff that was uh, – the forty pounds of downforce uh, that, that was that was making downforce, and and I don't know if I've ever you know the stuff they were doing make downforce, and I believe it was underbody stuff. Yes. So, and I think we even talked about it. And just as a refresher for those out there, uh, the uninitiated, that any, anything you do underbody under the car uh, for downforce is free. That's free downforce. That's free because hmm. there's always going to be air under the car. There's always air moving underneath, underneath the car. No matter how hard you try to seal that thing up, there's always going to be air under it. And anything you can do to make downforce under there is free because it doesn't get taken away from the car in front of you. Gotcha. So yep. they, they, they're allowed to use that for the season. NASCAR says, all right, you know, we let you have it, but you can't bring it back. And I think, you've, I, I think that has played a role in Stuart Haas as far as their strong as their organization is, and it's and it showed with Kevin Harvick's uh, dominance and lack thereof from year to year. Because keep in mind now, this is the other thing I thought about. The two biggest winners from last season have yet to win. Yeah, it's crazy. From two different manufacturers, two different two different camps, okay? Yeah. Yep. So, now, that doesn't mean that the Fords aren't running well. It doesn't mean the Toyotas aren't running well, because they are. Yep. Hendrick Motorsports right now is on to something. Mm-hmm. And you can't even you can't even knock that down to Chevrolet because yeah. you know uh uh Ganassi runs Hendrick Power. Yep. Okay? Yeah. So and they're Chevrolets. Childress runs uh ECR, but they're Chevrolets. Yeah. And they're running well. Yeah. You know, the eight the eight cars out there knocking it out. But running you know HMS having good run right now. But HMS has raised the bar. And they have won, what, four races in a row between their organization? Kyle Larson went in two in a row? And a few weeks ago, uh, they went one, two, three, four. Which and is, Dover. Uh, was it Dover? Yeah. They went one, two, three, four? Yeah. Do you know how hard that is to do? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, they're, they're hitting on all cylinders over there. What, they've, they've found something, and they are optimizing everything they have, and they are running well. Their whole organization is running well. Yeah, as, as not just one car. They are. Uh, I mean, Chase Elliott is probably the. Uh, I, I hate to even say this. Maybe the worst performer for a long time. <laughs> you know, for 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 two thirds <laughs> of this early season, we were all wondering what was wrong with Chase Elliott. Well, we're not wondering about that. You know, much anymore. But um, I, I think that's a surprise uh, to me. I think all of us would agree that um, there's so many different winners. I mean, starting with Michael McDowell and and what that team is. Uh, I mean, there's 
hey, they're still in the hunt. They're still racing, and um, they're doing very, very well, which shows you what a win early does for you. But so many different winners. None of them are named Harvick or um, or Hamlin. It's got to be something that I don't think any of us would have picked. Uh, but I will say this. Um, as far as racing predictions go, I think the number one, Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace were the number one and two. I mean, you could just flip-flop them on what everybody was trying to figure out what they were going to do. Kyle Larson coming back from suspension. Um, Bubba Wallace starting a, a, a new Toyota team with Danny Hamlin as a part owner, Michael Jordan as a part owner. And I have to say, I think Bubba Wallace is driving uh, – that team is exactly where I thought they would be. I thought they would have some, some opportunities to win at some plate races um, or, or some, you know, specialty tracks. He's, he's usually pretty good at, you know, the smaller tracks. But it's a first-year team. Um, they've got Levine family racing guys out there. As uh, for most, of, most of the bunch are, are from that organization. Those and guys, sprinkle, sprinkle with guys from JGR, let's be honest. Yeah, sprinkle, yeah, sprinkle, yeah, of course. Uh, but okay. you know, that's, basically, uh, let's let's not joke. While it is Denny Hamlin, and I, I'm sure that they are getting. And and here's the thing with any kind, any time you you. And I'm sorry to interrupt you on this, but this is a thought that needs to be considered. Yeah. Any time you have a team that has an alliance with a larger team, be it uh, you know like. Like Denny's team, Denny and Michael Jordan's team with with Gibbs, or 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 the way Levine family racing was with Gibbs. Now, the fact now there's even a different dynamic between those two. Now, I would be fairly certain that Levine family racing wasn't getting the A-list stuff from a car standpoint that they were using in-house over there in Huntersville. However. With the 23, I'd say that they are probably pretty close to getting the top-notch stuff. It's almost like a fifth car because of Denny driving for Gibbs. Yeah. It's not it's not a true customer, yeah. you know, not a true client relationship. It is this is our one of our top drivers, and he owns this team. He's family. We're not going to give him, uh, you know, we're not going to give him junk. They're not they're not getting. They're not getting a generation behind yeah. stuff or, or half a generation behind or not getting the, the latest updates. They're getting the real deal. Yeah. So and, and even that and Rob, that's a big thing. You know they're getting the the, the, the real live information from Absolutely. I mean, Danny's not holding anything back. I mean uh, but but and I don't think Gibbs would hold anything back. And I'm not saying they necessarily you know wouldn't necessarily, I I just put it this way. there I don't believe that they're I believe Levine Family Racing did not get as much uh, with what um, 2311 is getting from. Oh, oh absolutely yeah. not. And, 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 and they're still paying money. You're, you're, they're not getting it for free. Yeah. You know, you've you got to pay, you, you pay the money for that. You've got to pay the money for the, for the best stuff. You're going to pay the money for the best parts. You're going to pay the money for the best chassis. You still, you're still paying because you're still a customer. However, you've got to throw the cha-ching down to make it happen, because money by speed, I don't care what you say. You want to go yeah. fast, you're going to have to spend some cash. Yeah. And, and 2030 has the money, too, with all oh yeah. the sponsorship. That's yeah. exactly right. They they sold that well. It's well marketed. The owners help that. Yeah. The owners of that team help that. Yeah. And their alliance with Gibbs helps that. Yeah. So, And with that said, this brings up something that I find ironic, that you don't see as much in cup racing. 
But it was something that I heard. It's actually something I heard uh, from the straight line guys, from the NHRA guys. Uh, Don Schumacher Racing. They will sell everything that they have. They will sell the same stuff to anybody that wants to buy it that they use in their own funny cars and they use in their own dragsters. Hmm. Anything. Anything you have, they will sell the exact same thing. And, and Don Schumacher's philosophy is this. If you beat me with my own stuff, that's not, that, that means the problem's in my house. Yeah. And I have to fix it. That's very interesting. That's a great perspective. That's the kind of perspective a winner um, takes. Um, uh, somebody who's not afraid to go out there and be challenged and, exactly. and very fresh. Uh, Billy, I know there's a lot of um, you know jazz back and forth all season uh, still with Jimmy and that sort of thing. The <laughs> Are they yeah. where you thought they would be? Are they behind in front? What do you think? Absolutely. They're right where I I mean, they may even be doing a little bit better than I thought they would be. Yeah. No way in hell do I think when Michael Jordan spoke up and said that they would win a couple of races. Yeah. No way. But yeah. they're doing right or maybe even better than what I said, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, last week he had a, uh, what was that, uh, top 14. So mm -hmm. that's pretty good considering the amount of, Great drivers attend this sport. And, and good race car drivers. And let's not forget that the name of this game, and, and we said this early on in preseason, the name of this game for a brand-new team is to be progressing at yep. the end of the year. You, you have to show improvement. And I think that they – listen, they haven't they – haven't, they're not running top tens. They definitely have the ability to have some improvement. The second half of this season is going to be extremely telling because right now uh, we, we all threw the 99, the 43, and the 23 together. We're going to watch those guys right now. And I, the 43 and the 99, Billy Bradley, every week are competing with the 23. And I don't know if that's good for the 23 or bad for the 23, but I can tell you this, the 43 and the 99 don't have near the support that, um, that the 23 no. does. And, no. and you can throw a blanket over top of all of them. And they're doing better in my eyes than the twenty three just for that just for the reason you said they don't have that much support like he does. Yeah, and I tell you one thing, the ninety nine, Billy Bradley, it seems like every week they throw a paint scheme out there that gets my attention. Um they're they're doing some I mean I I love as an owner, I love Pitbull uh, you know, being involved. I think what he's doing in the um, Hispanic and Latino community around racing is is amazing. Uh, they, they're they're going out there. They're they're actively trying to. I mean, they've got nothing to lose. It's not like you know Michael Jordan didn't come out and say uh, we're going to win two races for them. And they finished in the top fourteen. Shit, they're elated. You know, yep. they don't post shit on there like they knew we were here today. <laughs> I mean, they don't do stupid shit like yeah. that, for Christ's sake. Yeah. But they're having – it It seems like they're having fun with it, and, and, and they're moving forward as well. Now, you don't hear anything out of Eric Jones. Eric Jones can still nope. drive a car. It's yep. a very quiet season over there at, uh, at Team 43. Quite frankly, a little nervous about that Team 43. I mean, I've been nervous, you know, for them for, you know, a few years. But um, they, uh, you know, for, for that, we, we know what kind of equipment they have. Um, we know what kind of sponsorship they have. And, and Eric Jones is definitely a capable driver, but 
they're they're and they're in the mix right there, but they're gonna they got a long way. To, there's some there's some upside to the 99. There's some upside to the 23. I don't see a whole hell of a lot of upside to the 43. I think they're the the ones out of those three that probably need to get the uh, the bigger kick in the pants. Billy, I would on a, on a from a fan's perspective watching the race, Billy on on TV. Would you say the racing is better than expected, as expected, or uh, worse than expected? What would you say? Uh, I mean, you know, we talked about this every year. You know, the racing has been the best we've seen in years, and I think it's still living up to it. You know, even I, one thing I would like to get some changes on is the amount of commercials that we're seeing. We're not seeing it all the racing at home. So I, I think it's lived up to what we thought. I'll say this, Billy. There's been some um, some stinker races so far through the first 16. There there always is. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But as a fan, I have been um, I have been entertained um, uh, every race. Uh, even the boring damn races. There's still there's something challenging out them. I'm still watching the races, except when I'm you know trying to catch some fish and uh, and. And, and trying to catch a buzz as well, but I think um, I think next year anybody who's not happy with this season, I think next year are going to wish they had this fucking season. Absolutely. Next year, uh, I, I know Rob has I, got a I, big I really think you're going to see a lot of growing pains next year with everybody. Yeah, and you said that you know when we talked about our when we had a a long issue uh, or long podcast you know talking about this. I just there's just a until we get through it, it's like a COVID season almost, Billy. Until we get yeah. through it, we don't know what the hell we're doing. And I think I think yeah. next year, everybody's starting from scratch. Everybody's going to be on a same no, that's exactly field. That's exactly right, Dan. Because think about this. When we switched from the older version to the COT, yeah. it was still basically the same chassis. It was still yeah. basically the same parts. It was just a different style of car. The bodies were different. The chassis was basically the same, yeah. but the bodies were different. Well, yeah. this new car, this Gen 7, is <laughs> new. is fresh off the drawing board. The only, the only parts in this car that will be the same is the, the seat and the helmet hook. And you and Jimmy Wags did a great uh, a great thing on the tires and the wheelbase and all that kind of stuff and and we will definitely revisit that when we get to oh, the yeah. off season. But I, I think um, Billy, I think I, you know from my perspective, there's there's nothing to complain about. I sat through the years of the everybody trying to figure out what fucking bump stop for Christ's sakes to put on a car of, the, of, of tomorrow. And it's just the most ridiculous damn thing. And, and, and went through all that. This ain't that Billy. This is exciting. There's passing. There, there's not passing every damn lap for the lead or anything like that, but there's passing up and through the field. And that's what we were missing for so many years. And we have that. Um, yeah. You're going to have a guy like Kyle Larson come out there and spank the field, but this ain't, you know, 1959, or hell, even 1979, where the winner was winning by two laps. Yeah. Is, everybody is within a few seconds at the finish line. It's it's very contested. There's and I think this year has proven there's 20 guys that can win any week. But Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin don't have a damn victory yet, Billy. Yeah. So nope. I think anybody that would say that this year is not entertaining is just 
a curmudgeon that just doesn't like it. Stage racing is people have gotten the stage racing figured out. Rob Lowe just explained to us how they tried a different um, scenario, um, and stage racing is actually making a good race better at Sonoma, and it, and it yeah. gives you even more opportunity to do things. I, I think yeah. this is, as far as I'm concerned, this is the most exciting year that I have ever seen in my entire NASCAR fandom, and it, there's nothing super amazing about it. I, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, you know, Dale Jr. is not winning a damn race every weekend or nothing crazy like that, but every week there's a different story. And if you're building a product, that's what you want. It's good to have dynasties like the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. That's nice. But to have a different story every week that everybody can focus on and makes it exciting is, is what we need. And I think the storyline next year, boys, may be what the hell are we going to do with this car? Hey, guys, Jimmy Wags here. And I want to talk to you about a great new partner we have on Off the Rails. Now, you guys know, obviously, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. And on social media, I always tweet out all the new pictures of all the great new diecasts that I've collected over the course of the years. I love to collect NASCAR diecasts. So when we decided to partner with CircleBDiecast.com, I was too excited. CircleBDiecast.com has all your NASCAR diecast needs with tons of drivers to choose from. You can get standard finishes to pre-ordering race win diecasts of your favorite drivers. CircleBDiecast.com also sells NASCAR drivers, hats, t-shirts, and so much more. So when you place an order with CircleBDiecast.com, use the code SLOPPYELLOW and you get free shipping on all orders over $20. Once again, that's code sloppy yellow. S L O P P Y Y E L L O W. And get free shipping on your order of $20 or more. Also, what was great about CircleBDiecast.com is that they're a military owned and operated company. So make sure you check them out and all the cool diecasts and NASCAR products that they have to offer. That's CircleBDiecast.com. Billy Bradley, a buddy of mine who came up with the sloppy yellow cap, the hat, was <laughs> um, driving by Texas Motor Speedway the other day. And I'll be damned if he didn't see sloppy yellow sitting there waiting to, waiting to go in. The new owners, they changed the inside. It's beautiful. It's like a home now instead of a damn uh, uh, locker room. Or yeah, but damn it, that, that, there was character there. Let's be honest. Okay. Yeah, no, it was well, hell. It was time for that when we finished it. For Christ's sakes. Um. It. it uh, but but the outside is still the same. He texted me a picture Perfect. from the infield. Now it was um, desolate. Although there's not anything going on the track until tomorrow. But Billy, these damn. Oh, this, oh trucks. Oh, the trucks and uh, trucks and Xfinity race tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're tomorrow. Uh, so I mean, uh, Thursday night. I mean, I'd have been out there on Thursday night, anyways, but. Um, Billy, this all-star race has something that I hate, that Eddie Gossage fucking loves. There's two things that I hate in, in racing that Eddie Gossage has got into this damn race. The one is a field invert, which I think is the dumbest goddamn thing on the face of the planet. I think but that's, that field in, that's, invert, in, uh, that's in, what do they call them, rounds? That's yeah, in rounds two through four? They're good. Yeah, they're, two they're four, and you draw a pill to see how many get inverted. Yeah, I think it's. I thought it was three, four, and five. Three uh, in round three, they're taking 
um, first through fifteen and and flopping them. Well, the well I thought I thought you I thought you I thought you drew a pill to see how many between first and That's, between first and fifteen. Well, I think. Hang on, man. I um, let me look here. I, I took a screenshot of it because it was so weird. But the other, but the two things I hate are drawing fucking pills and, <laughs> and, and uh, drawing fucking pills and inverting the field. And we're doing it, Billy Bradley. I I hate that shit. It's gimmicky. But what are you going to do? you got to change it up. Well, okay. Well, here's how they're changing it up. The, the, the lineup's been already drawn. Uh, uh, Kyle Larson's on the front. But round one is 15 laps. After round yep. one, the field will be inverted starting anywhere from the 8th through 12th position to be selected by a random draw. What yep. the fuck? Round two, 15 laps with entire field inverted after this segment. Dumb as hell. Round three, 15 laps. Again, the field will be inverted, starting anywhere from the eighth through the twelfth positions to be selected by random draw after this round. Fucking shoot me in the goddamn head. Round four, 15 laps. Round five, 30 laps. The lineup for this round will be determined by the cumulative finish from the first four rounds. I don't even want to read the rest of this. Bit. I ain't got time for a fucking math quiz or time to run into. I mean, this 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 race could take two hours. I was there at an IndyCar race several years ago where they did the same thing, where they stopped the fucking race halfway through. And then all the IndyCar drivers went up on stage and pulled a pill to see where they started. Tony Kanaan was like 12th, and he pulled pill one, and I was like, he fucking, I mean, there's only 15 cars there, I think. He was at the end, he got up there at the front. Uh, this is the dumbest goddamn thing I could ever think of. Now, that's my opinion. Billy, where's your stance on the all-star race format? No, I agree. I'm just going to watch the race and try to understand who won. I'm not even going to fool with keeping up with it. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. It's certainly a made-for-TV event. I just hope that they don't take too damn long to – I mean, I assume they're going to – not bring the cars in and stop them when they're doing a pill drop. Rob, do you have any idea? No, I would say not. I don't. I mean, you're you're going to have that caution where you can pit for tires and all that sort of stuff and what have you. Slow but down, see, but here's down. the thing now. Here's the thing now. You you have six total six total rounds. Yeah. You have four sets of tires. You have a mandatory pit stop in the first 20 laps of of round five of that 30-lap round. You have a mandatory green flag pit stop, and that pit stop is being used to determine the pit crew championship. Okay? Yep. And, that is, read. <laughs> and that is yellow line to yellow line. That's not just to stop in the box. That is yellow line to yellow line. Meaning that brings the driver into play. (laughs) That brings the driver into play as far as getting on pit road, getting in the box, getting off the box, getting off pit road. Okay. So now let's go back to the tire thing because this now because now this sorts out your strategy. This this is a big strategy play here too. You've got six rounds, so you're not going to put a set of tires on for each for each round. Okay, because you can't. You're starting on a set, so that leaves three on the ground. You've got one set of tires that you have to use. That have to be, and that set of tires is supposed to get a decal from NASCAR that you are using this set of tires for that picker competition. Gotcha. Okay? So, now you've got that. So now you've got two sets of tires left for the rest of that deal. 
Now, let's say everybody decides lap 20, all right, we're going to stop on lap 19 or stop yeah. on lap 20 and put your fresh tires on with 10 laps to go in that last, on that fifth round, and then the sixth round is 10 laps. So what you will probably see, well, there's, there's actually two, there's actually probably two ways to play it. What you'll probably see is everybody pit late and then stay out going into the final 10 laps. Or you pit early and you save a set, get your green flag stop going, and save and you save a set from earlier in the race, and you pit at the end of that last, at the end of uh, round five, and you put fresh tires on, and hopefully you mow them down. However, since Texas is not the big tire eater that it used to be, tires, you know, we we found there before that tires, you know, you're running your quick lap on five, lap five, lap six, but they're not wearing out. You don't get that time fall off that you have in the past. So do you bury your center field with fresh tires, or do you opt for your track position, how you finished, um, and, and, you know, just try you, and you try to run up front all day? You know, you're going to see a lot of tire strategy going on there because it's not going to be, all right, well, it's the end of the round. They're going to come in. They're going to put tires on. It's going to be blah, 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 blah. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening. And I, I dare I say, there might be a team or two that might forego letting their pit crews make a stop for that for that uh, pit crew championship to try to win the money and opt for winning the race. Well, the race winner gets a million dollars. So That's now all of a sudden, you, you got you got my attention, and and. The, the the tire strategy that we have here with the tires, I think, should be a part of damn near every race. I understand why it's not, but the biggest thing that that, that piqued my interest is a live pit crew challenge. That puts so much damn pressure on them boys, Billy. Um, I, I did that to me. That's the most exciting part of this is doing a live pit crew challenge. You know, when they used to do it there in the gym in North Carolina, that was fun. You know, push the car in, all that kind of stuff. But to do it live, you know, 38, 40 team uh, uh, pit crew challenge is is amazing. That's to me. That's going to be the best part. The other thing I wish we would we could take is this million-dollar prize for the winner and do the same thing at the championship race, give a million dollars away to the to the driver who's not one of the championship four if he wins it. Maybe that yep. would turn it into a good race. Because okay. Talk about it, that. Talk about that. Yeah. I think if we're using it in the all-star race, everybody gets excited about it, but we're going to watch the four at the at the championship four. We're going to stay out of everybody's way because nobody wants to be the guy that takes the championship right. away from Denny Hamlin. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, nobody wants that. So I, I, all, all I can say is this has Eddie Gossage's hands all over it. He's out at Texas Motor Speedway. Um, he, he probably – uh, losing this race to Coda was, was probably terrible to him, but one thing I will say about Texas Motor Speedway, 
is I, I've been all over the circuit. I never had a better time in the infield than in Texas, and I, I hate the fact that all they have this year is this race. I'm not going to be able to go to as I have a, a, a funeral to go to this weekend, but, um, Rob, it's going to be hot out there. It's going to be sunshiny yep. and probably 93, 94, which is lower than what it was when you were here last year, but we're running yep. it at night. So, We won't even get into that. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But, Billy, we, we like this package at night when it's hot outside. And I, we may actually see a pretty decent a pretty decent race here. They're only running 15 laps. It won't get too spread out. I, if we could get rid of the damn invert and pill draw, I think I would be okay with this thing. We'll see how it all turns out. I don't even want to pick a winner because uh, if I pick a winner, I'll pick Ward Burton. Um, he's got as much shot as anybody else in that field, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, to, win, to win this race, but uh, I will definitely be watching Sunday Sunday evening. I'll be watching. Billy, I know you'll be watching. Rob, um, stay cool while you're here in Texas, bud. Be safe. And, um, I look forward to seeing how this thing turns out. Love the pit crew challenge, and uh, we'll be back to talk about it and Nashville next week. Uh, for Rob Lopes, for Billy Bradley, I'm Dado. Let's go racing in Texas, y'all. Yep. Let's go, we'll Rob. Stay safe. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one.